DJ PK and Omari Sankofa covers the Memphis Grizzlies for The Athletic. He joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset. Get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Omari, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Everyone here is excited about the trade. It looks like an upgrade for the Jazz at the point guard. People are thrilled. But you probably know more about Mike Conley than we do. We watch him on TV when they play the Jazz. We see him in the playoffs, maybe a little bit in a regular season. But Memphis doesn't get that many national TV games. People are pouring over the stats. What do you know? What can you share? What can you enlighten us with about Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Mike Conley is just from a talent standpoint, he's a he's a guard who's pretty much above average at everything. He's an above average scorer. He, uh, you know, especially toward the end of last season, he – uh, last 14 games, I think he averaged 25 points uh, on the shooting splits, went up in more of a featured role, which I think if you're a Utah Jazz fan, uh, you know, you kind of look at the role he'll have next season. Uh, he looks like a guy who, you know, even at age 31, still has some good tricks up his sleeve and can uh, handle a bigger scoring role, more of a featured scoring role. Uh, you know, he's a good passer. He's an above-average defender. Uh, if you're Utah, you have to be excited about the prospect of Having a starting a starting five that includes Conley, uh, Derek Favors, and Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, I mean, look at it now, and I think there's no way that that lineup isn't one of the best three defensive teams in the NBA. And he's just a, a really good guy, really good teammate. You know, I think I think fans will embrace him. I think fans will embrace you know the stuff he does with the community. Uh, I think his teammates will embrace him. O- overall, you know, I think you know he hasn't he hasn't had that. Uh, respect just from you know the all-star uh game or all nba or anything like like that but i think there's an argument that he's easily one of the best 10 guards in the nba i don't run a theory by you see what you think you know we follow memphis to a degree and so he's going to come over here now and play with somebody like donovan mitchell it seems to me you know for years he had tony allen who was an enforcer but not an offensive type player so Conley's game now being able to play with the ball and play off of Mitchell, I think that it's going to elevate both of their games. You've seen Mike play a number of years. What would you say to that? I think it's going to help both of them for sure. Uh, Conley obviously will take a lot of pressure offensively off of Donovan Mitchell, who has uh, shouldered much of the scoring load for them, you know, especially this past season. Uh, you know, we we saw him take another step forward, but there's only so much he could do by himself. So having another guard next to him who uh, can can shoot the ball really well, can facilitate, uh, it not only will help Donovan Mitchell, but just give Utah as a team a lot more flexibility in the things that they can run. Uh, Mike Conley is also a superior defender and a superior playmaker, and you would think that that would allow Donovan Mitchell to spend more time focusing on what he does best, you know, which is score the ball, get to the rim, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, and then for Conley, of course, you know, you mentioned uh, he spent so many years playing next to Tony Allen. <laughs> to have a guy like Donovan Mitchell next to him perhaps will allow Conley to maybe take a step back just as far as shooting the ball, but spend more time passing, spend more time facilitating, uh, you know, which at this point could make it easier for him to uh, stay fresh throughout the season because he will be 32 when next season starts. Uh, on, on paper, it just looks like they should help each other out a lot. So, uh, 
Can you go in depth a little bit on his durability, his injury issues? Because we look at the number of games he played the last four years, 56, 69, 12, 70. I think if the Jazz get that 69 or 70, they're pretty happy, but the other numbers frighten him a little bit. How much of that, were they being cautious with him? How much was he just resting precautionary? How much is there a real problem with injuries there as he turns 32? Right. So last season he played 70 games. Uh, a lot of that was he could, he could have played more. It was more of a, a rest thing as the season wound down because, you know, obviously it became clear after about January that the Grizzlies weren't going to the playoffs. Before that, I think that the heel issue, uh, there is some concern there. Uh, he had to have surgery uh, season before last to, to get that fixed is something that had been nagging him for a couple seasons and a big reason why uh, he hadn't played more than uh, 70 games the previous two seasons. I do think that is something that now that he has that fixed, now that he has a healthy season under his belt, uh, there's reason to be optimistic that it's something that uh, won't be a big issue for him anymore. Uh, that's where we're waiting to see type of deal, but uh, he, he's gotten past the biggest issue which was just the surgery last season to get that that heel fixed so with that out the way i think you can be optimistic that he won't have as many issues going for it are you surprised in what memphis got back in terms do you think they could have got more i think memphis accomplished everything they wanted to accomplish and that sort of trade uh you know i i've been saying for you know pretty much since the, the, the trade deadline uh undergoing a rebuild you want some combination of young assets uh, draft picks and cap relief, and they managed to get all three. With Grayson Allen, of course, accomplishing the uh, the the young player part of it, but you get a pick in this year's draft, uh, first round pick in twenty three, which you know this isn't the strongest draft. You still get a good rotation player with that pick, and then that next pick heavily protected looks like it'll most likely convey in two thousand and twenty two, which is expected to be or you know, I guess not expected at this point. There's a good chance that it'll be a double draft with a lot of players from high school also entering in, which increases the value of that pick a lot. Uh, and then just, you know, getting like only $67 million off the books. Uh, you know, you take some money back, but that was very, very clean cap sheet after next season once Chandler Parsons uh, comes off the books. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's a win-win-win for Memphis. You know, I, I think it's an A trade for them. It's the exact type of deal you want to do when you're a rebuilding team. So they did a good job of that. Any idea why the deal went through now and it didn't get go through at the uh, at the trade deadline? Memphis has wanted more, and I think for Memphis, uh, it was a realization that they didn't have to get it done in February. Uh, you know, as as we see now, uh, Utah still had the mechanism to get the, the trade done. Uh, you know, and, and because I, that didn't change, even though Ricky Rubio, you know, was a part of the deal in February, and of course he can no longer be included since he's a free agent, uh, it just benefited Memphis to wait and see, you know, see if the market got better for Conley uh, in the summer, and you know, to see if that put more pressure on on Utah to up the offer a bit, which you know, apparently it, it, it did. So I think it was more so that Memphis didn't have to get it done in February. How much do you think that Conley generally would want to come here and play for the Jazz? Mike Conley wants to win. He made that very clear last season uh, once he was first put on the trade block that he wanted to go somewhere where he could con- consent. And I think in Utah, he very you know clearly would be able to con- consent. Utah's going to be a good team next year. You know, perhaps a top three team in the West next year. 
uh, for him, you know, I think it checks every box he wanted as far as just being in a situation where, you know, as he approaches the twilight of his career, he can he can compete and be in a situation similar to his, you know, his dear friend Marcus Saw, who just won a championship with the Toronto Raptors. So for him, I think he's very happy with how this worked out. Omari Senkova, the second, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Athletic. Joining us now to talk about the Jazz acquiring Mike Conley. Uh, looking at his playoff numbers, there were years where he was really good in the playoffs, and there were years where he wasn't very good in the playoffs. Some of the shooting percentages are just all over the map. Uh, does that have to go with the quality of the opponent? Maybe the previous injuries you were talking about were bugging him. Uh, as a playoff performer, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that you know, Jazz fans have one eye in the postseason. How is he – in the playoffs? I think you have to look at it year by year. There were years where, you know, the Grizzlies weren't quite healthy. And, uh, you know, defense, defense was able to key in on him a little bit more. Uh, you know, obviously he had, he, had, he had the series where he uh, basically broke his face and had to, to wear a, a face mask and, you know, perform very well. You know, I think it's a combination of things. I think I think Memphis as a team, you know, since they still, you know, led most of their offense through – Zach Randolph and, and, and Mark Gasol and were sort of the, the odd team on the NBA that still kind of did things in that way. Uh, Mike Conley wasn't always, uh, you know, just the offensive focal point. Uh, you know, but I think it's, it's a combination of things. You know, I think there are games where you just struggle to get into a rhythm because of that. You know, I think there are games where, uh, you know, the other team was just, was just better. Uh, you know, you, that's, like that's a, that's a team – uh, during that time span, I only went to the Western Conference Finals once. Uh, you know, beyond that, there was just never a very offensively talented team. You know, they got most of the work done on, on, on defense. You know, I think we see when Mike Conley's had a bigger role on offense, he's uh, risen to the occasion, and his numbers have looked pretty good. Would you describe him as pass first or shoot first? I would describe him as pass first. But uh, late in, in games, uh, I think I think last season he was one of the league leaders and uh, shots attempted in the fourth quarter. So he's he's very much trying to get guys going for three quarters. But if the game's still close in the fourth, he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to try to make something happen. You know, the national reaction to this was that the Jazz really elevated themselves in the discussion in the West. Having seen the Jazz the last couple of years and, and knowing Mike's game the way you do, how do you view them in the West right now? As far as just their their pop, their popularity nationally, or as far as their ability to to win games, have a higher seed, and go deeper in the playoffs, I think they're definitely there. You know, this is a team that's uh, been a perennial playoff team. Uh, they won fifty games last year, and that was after uh, getting off to a slow start. You know, during the first third of the season, uh, I think Mike Conley just does so much for them offensively in addition to not taking away from them defensively, that he raises their ceiling pretty considerably. Uh, where, where now they're not only going to be one of the best defensive teams, but they're going to be a pretty good offensive team as well. You know, if they were a 50-win team before Mike Conley, I think we could easily see them winning more than 55 or 56 uh, next season. And that obviously puts them sort of in the next stratosphere of the NBA, you know, among the best uh, four or five teams overall. Amari, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us and uh, bring us up to speed on Mike Conley. Hey, thanks so much for having me on.